an average below par radio show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I just called to say. Um, it's the worst. I'm in a constant state of readiness. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, welcome to your Tuesday night. We're those boys, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We sure do, Tom. And tonight we've got questions for lots of guests. Oh, you, so could many tra- guests. you could say this show is guests, 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 because. Uh, <laughs> that man- was last night. <laughs> that was last night. Last night was guest, guest, guest. Are you telling well, me that we got more guest, guest, well, guest? Well, let me think. We had well last night. We had Hamish Blake. We yep. had Nick Cody. Yes, and more. Tonight we complete the the duo feel because yeah. Andy Lee joins oh. us in half an hour's time. Right. So you know it's Monday versus Tuesday. Which show's yeah. got more guests? But I, also Nick Cody. We revealed last night had a huge crush on a comedian called Luke Heggie. He's on the show tonight after eight thirty. So many great male duos: Hamish and Andy, Nick Cody and Luke Heggie. Us. Up next, though, Ollie. Up next, mate. This is actually massive. This is huge. He's hosted TV shows over in the UK. He's won awards for his comedy all around the world. He's a television presenter, radio presenter, actor. His name is Russell Howard, and he joins us in studio up next. It's Guess, Guess, Guess. Here with Triple M's. Right, you got to say it right, Tom. <laughs> say it properly. Right? It's guests, guests, guests. Here with Triple M's, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's, Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's not often that we get big wigs in here, Ollie. No, international stars, Tom. Oh, but we're so excited to introduce Russell Howard to the studio. Here's a little bit of his set. Like, have you seen the latest social media trend? Rib cage bragging where supermodels lean back and they brag about their ribs. No man has ever looked at a lady and gone, look at the ribs on that! Because we're looking at your women, not percussion instruments. <laughs> we're not going to get you there going, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, that is true. Tom, you're a gay man, you would know that, but I've never looked at the girl's ribs. Um, all the way from Bristol, here he is, Russell. Thank you very much. How, How are, are we? We need a sound effect. Oh, there you go. That's all right. I mean, that is a, that is a smattering of applause. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that was an applause, that would be like, you just got two runs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You yeah. Just, yeah you, you've done all right. You've done your bit. That's just two, man. Oh, here we go. I'll give you fan, a... Eh? That's, that's more of like a... Yeah, 50, that, half century? Yeah, but st- still not really, not really going mad for it. No. It was still like, yeah, some good shots. What, are, what amount of runs is a good amount of runs to be proud of in cricket, do you think? I don't really know a lot about cricket because okay, I'm English. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I had ingratiated myself with the crowd. Yeah. But I ne- yeah, it's just not a... What's fascinating is cr- cr- um, cricket in Australia is a working man's sport. Yeah. Whereas cricket in the UK is a posh boy sport. Is it? So oh. to say that you like cricket would just oh, mean... Oh, like, it's a bit punsy. Would, would say, who, who wants to fight me? <laughs> Literally, okay. come hit me now. Straight oh. away. Cricket and rugby so you, you, are the posh boy sports. Peterson oh, wow. and Flintoff, they're not like down and dirty well, men. They're but there's the interesting thing. But Flintoff, for example, but Flintoff, because he's northern, uh, cricket up north is a working man's sport. But down south, where I'm from, it's oh, very yeah. much kind of like okay. it, it's only private schools and stuff right. like that. Right. Eh. Well, wow. you're here to do, uh, we've just been reading you the press release. You're, yeah. you're, you're supporting and promoting your tour, which is happening in July 2020. Yes. Pretty far away. Yeah, well, basically, it's the only time I could fit it in. And <laughs> I, I'm doing it right at the end of, so it'll be the far, final bit of the tour. Right. Whereas um, a lot of um, international comics tend to kind of come here and just sort of work it out and wing it. Yeah, and but make I, it happen. I was quite like leaving the best of a lot. Not, not to, that sounds very kind of wanky, but yeah, I, lo- I love doing gigs here. It's such a laugh, man. Oh, good. It's really brilliant. Well, we you've made, been, you've you've made been fun of Elton John, didn't we, Tom, yeah, for yeah. being too organised because he announced his uh, tour, which is j- j- January, January 2020. So oh, really? you're more planned than Elton than John. Elton, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Do you know Elton yeah, well, being a UK man? I or? do know. <laughs> I um I got um I got invited to a uh, celeb wedding. Oh, and, um, no way! Yeah, and I turned it down because I just didn't know anyone there, and it would just been weird. I'd never met the guy who invited me to his celeb wedding. Oh, so it just felt peculiar. Hang but on, El- Elton John was there. So who was the celeb? I can't say. Oh. Oh, I feel I feel bad, but um I've been to I've met. A friend of mine has loads of parties, and I've met lots of kind of like I met um, Sir Stephen Hawking was at one of the parties. No way. The Killers were there. Oh, Harry Styles, and he has these regular oh. parties. So what I do, I have to take my mates from school <laughs> because 
Otherwise, there's no one normal yeah. there that I can kind of go, oh, no, the killers are over there. <laughs> but my friend has now stopped my friends from school coming because they're always the last to leave. And they're not, and they're not famous enough, maybe. They're not famous. But, <laughs> but what I love, I, leave, I love my, particularly my friend Sam, that I'll invite Sam along. Yeah. And just seeing him, he was chatting with Robbie Williams's singing partner. And it takes them about 15 minutes before you can see them go, this, this guy shouldn't be here. <laughs> like that. And it's just, it's the best thing that you just, you drift away and you just let yeah. them figure it out. Yeah. That's how Tom and I feel in all the uh, radio circles. Yeah. Do, we, do we belong here yeah. or, or the night shows? But that's always the best not. though. Eh? Like when yeah. you go to those kind of celeb, or you find yourself in that world, you have to be with normal people. Mm. Which is kind of like my friend Sam is just a lunatic. I love him. So because I'm famous in the UK, he we've been mates since forever. Mm. So what he does, he'll go up to people and just lie. <laughs> and it's only like later that I'll figure out. So he's like, yeah, I'm his shaman. <laughs> like, like that and uh, he, uh, yeah, we can't take him to Nando's because it blocks his energy <laughs> like that. Just, stuff like that yeah. it's just complete wild stuff and, and, then, yeah, and you can't cool. call someone out for that we're no. speaking of Russell Howard by the way do, do you find that coming to Australia you, you do get a bit of respite from the kind of fame oh stuff? nice link um, oh, yeah I do yeah yeah, yeah. because I, I sort of like I'm f- slightly well known here, so yeah. I love it. So you can just wander around and just hang out with pals and yep. yeah, just be normal. It's great. Well, for those that love Russell Howard, you can catch him on his tour in 2020. Mm. Tickets at livenation.com.au. But do you mind sticking around? I, we need to find out some of the best Aussie comedians that you've worked with. Oh, there's loads. And also, I want to find out the weirdest gig you've ever done. Stick okay. around. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions for Russell Howard. Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Russell Howard is hanging out with us. Massive UK comedian. I'm uh, having a smashing time, gents. Now, can I ask you, Russell, you, you had a new, uh, Netflix special, Recalibrate, and yes. your your tour, which is starting next year, is called Respite. Yes. Have you got a bit mm. of a theme here about re redoing things or re... I did, it, would, it came... I was at the Edinburgh Festival, and um, I was kind of watching everybody, um, and it, it just felt like... It just reminded me of what audiences want from a, a comedy show. Which mm. is respite, you think? Totally. Just yep. a break, particularly in the UK, a break from how awful the news is yes. and yeah. how bleak the world is. Yeah. So, And as someone that does a weekly show about the news, I mm. kind of feel like a real desire to just make a show next year that's just funny. So respite is going to be a bit of a lighter... I think, yeah, well, the, the last two shows have been really kind of heavy and political. Yeah. And yeah. I think... Uh, to be honest, I'll probably end up doing that anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the minute, I really want to make something like magic. Yeah. And, the, you know, the trouble with me, I'm very highfalutin and I kind of aim for the stars. I'll probably fail, but yeah, got to try, haven't you guys? Yeah, go high try. end. Didn't, didn't yeah. you get banned from doing a joke about ISIS? Yeah. So well, I used to work That's for the BBC crazy. and they, uh, I had a, a routine where I said that ISIS weren't t- um, Muslims. They were terrorists. <laughs> and um, which is you know fair yeah. to say, yeah. and um, a BBC lawyer kind of at the end of the show when you need to change that to devout Muslims. They're not devout. Oh Muslims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I genuinely said, well, wh- are they going to complain? Are we going to have? <laughs> <laughs> are they, they going to write in? Yeah, so, dear BBC, yeah. imagine our horror when we were misrepresented They're call on a late night. Akma, the British Akma, yeah. or whatever they it have. It blew my mind, and I, I had this kind of real moment with her where I was just kind of, what, what's he talking about? Seriously, she's like. You have to, but it was a real moment of like computer says no. Do you know what I mean? Where you just confronted. So I don't work for the BBC anymore. How, how does your comedy work with like off- offending? Do you? What's your? You know, where, well, who do you offend? Who don't you offend? What's your I rule? D- I, d- I don't really care to be honest. It's like yeah. whatever, whatever you want to do, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a, some people. It's amazing. Everyone, everyone's offended these days. So it's odd, like, things that offend me in comedy is kind of um, safe hate. I find that just so frustrating. When people go, do you know what? I really hate queuing. And crowds <laughs> kind of go, yeah. And you're like, well, of course. Like, do you know, But when you see a lot of comedians will take a position on something that people ha- like, oh, I really hate, like, Nando's or something like that, where you kind of think, well, it's safe. No one's really got... So I think yeah. it's... But like, for example, you played that bit about ribcage bragging. Yeah. So technically, that's a bit, that's a wider bit about um, girls self-harming. Mm. So the point of that was, I got really upset. One in four 16 and 25-year-old girls in the UK self-harm. And it just stayed with me. And th- so I was trying to figure it out and still make it funny. So, yeah. But t- taking a position on something I genuinely care about interests me more than just kind of trying to wind somebody up for the sake of it. And then making it funny. Yeah, what a challenge as well. Russell Howard is here from the UK. He's got a new show called Respite. Tickets at livenation.com.au. Russell, who's your favourite Aussie Aussie comedian? You've worked with a whole bunch. Maybe they've come on Good News and stuff. Yeah, Harley Breen. 
Oh, big yes. I love him. I think he's hilarious. Tom's good mate. Yeah, I did yeah. a show with him when Ollie when had to go to Ollie had to have the night off. <laughs> oh, Russell. really? He had to have the night off from the show because he had to go to his mother's uh, amateur theatre performance musical. Mum's in a musical. What? What was it? Please oh. don't. It was like uh, it was called a, 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 a local lady had written it, so oh it wasn't. It God. was very amateur. Yeah. If your mum's in a show, you got to go see it. So Tom had Harley Breen in. So I, I, yeah, you got a couple of Harley Breen fans here. Oh, my mum did stand up for the first time in <gasps> um, Hanoi in Vietnam. How was that? What was it that was like? Going absolutely it? horrific. <laughs> like, generally, my mum. My mum is a very funny lady. Yeah. But it. There, and we had a moment because we were doing a travel show, and afterwards, yeah. I was. I don't know. Have you ever seen Grizzly Man? Yes, uh, I have. Yeah, so yeah. there's a bit, words up. Yeah, so there's a guy that um, is basically destroyed by a bear, <laughs> and th- he says to the family, "You must never see this video yes. <laughs> in its most <laughs> chilling thing, right?" And I said to my mum, I was like, you must never do this again. <laughs> like that. And she was like, why not? I really enjoyed it. Like, we're talking utter silence for five minutes. Right? Oh, my God. Is a language barrier? Or? Yeah. I just baffling. This, it was just a lady from Bristol just telling them about, well, we've been here for five days and we've had a lovely time. We've eaten some really smashing food. I love it. I've got to be honest with you. I'm in a smashing time. And it's brilliant, isn't it? And there's my toilet seat is heated. I've got heated toilet seat. So it's not just, really jokes. Mate, just, just telling them about a bloody week <laughs> and then I said you should never do it don't do stand up yeah, and um, she, she went why and I said listen a chihuahua shouldn't tap dance <laughs> and my mum said why not then you've got four feet tapping <laughs> so that was Russell Brilliant. Howard is hanging out with us do you mind sticking around for, for one yes. more little bit that'd oh, be yeah. awesome Russell Howard's hanging out catch him on his respite tour in 2020 what tickets on sale now at livenation.com.au stick around you with Triple M's Tom and Ollie we have questions. Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Russell Howard yes. is giving us so much of his time. He's hanging out all the way from the UK. Get tickets to his show at livenation.com.au. Now, I can see here you, you've you uh, you've confirmed in an interview that you would be getting married mm. this year. Yeah. How exciting. Uh, to Ceres? Is that? Keris. Keris. Yeah, sorry. Welsh, Welsh name. Welsh name. That's right, pal. How exciting. When's that going to happen? It's the 13th of June. Oh, it's wow. very exciting as well. My oh. brother is my best man. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Oh, Does she know? She, what, that she's getting married? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How was the um, proposal? How did it happen? Because Ollie's been in a relationship I will tell you, you. I'll tell you how it happened. Okay. It happened, um, I was in Japan and I said, would you like to marry me? Right. In the morning. <laughs> Good. And later that day, I had a sumo fight. Huh. With a, with a gentleman who beat the crap out of me. Oh. Um, so, but you uh, didn't care. You were so happy. I was delighted. So <laughs> it didn't matter what he did to me because um, yeah. I knew um, my girlfriend was going to marry me. Yeah, good. But it's a very odd feeling to um, to to because to know that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her and then sort of an hour later I had the shit kicked out of me <laughs> <laughs> whilst wearing a nappy. How far out did you plan the proposal? Um, when did you know? I sort of knew I was going to do it about three months before because okay. she's a real big fan of Lost in Translation and I was in oh, Japan okay. for the TV show and I thought, oh, that'd be quite sweet. Yeah. And um, yeah, I sort of just yeah, pop the question. How did you do it? Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, oh, you think <laughs> uh, Tom does. There's a lot of pressure. I've been oh, okay. with my partner for eight, eight years now. Okay. Definitely feel the pressure. Yeah. You're. I'm 28. You're 30. 38. 38. So you come on, all. I mean, I, I've come on, I'm 10 years behind, but I feel the pressure. Did you feel the pressure? Yeah. You know, well, a loads of my friends. Uh, they're all married, and um, yeah. But you know, it's. I don't know. It's just one of those things. God, it's difficult to talk about it without sounding cliched, isn't it? But. You just kind of, I, you know, the honest truth is I had a conversation with a pal of mine um, and in after Liverpool lost the Champions League final and he told me it was all going to be all right. <laughs> and somehow that made it, that made it perfect. I don't know. It was well, really from that you went to, I should propose. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe, uh, <laughs> so what, so what maybe my footy team needs to lose the you grand need final. Have, you, know, you need to have a moment of real sadness yeah. from a sporting point of view. What do they call and then, you need, and then in your brain, you need to go, I need to make someone pregnant. <laughs> that, that's what you need to thank, do. Thank you, Russell, for that advice. You've, you've come across the, across the globe and that is actually very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Watch your team lose. <laughs> and then Catch Russell on tour in 2020. Tickets for all shows go on sale at 1pm on March 6th.
that's happened. Yeah. Uh, so tickets are on sale now uh, at livenation.com.au. Russell Howard, thank you so much for spending time with us. Did you want to ask me about the uh, worst gig? Oh, oh yes. Do that. yes. Yes, we yes. did. What's, what's, what is the worst gig that you've, so that the you've one, done? The worst gig I ever did, I did a gig in uh, Romford, in, uh, which is in Essex in England. Like, yeah. oh, wait, do you even know me? That kind of thing. <laughs> cool, cool. And uh, a, it was a Christmas gig, so, yeah. you know, ding dong, merrily and high. I'm very excited. Yes. And a lady threw a vibrator at me. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Best or worst gig are we talking about here? I mean, what's going on? Well, yeah, and, and it slapped me what? on the face. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, and, but what was amazing, I mean, that, that's how hated I was, that the one thing that could bring her joy, <laughs> <laughs> she dispensed yeah. with and yeah. uh, hit me in the face. Why did she have it on her? Who brings this? I mean, how yeah. little faith in the evening did she <laughs> have? <laughs> she this is shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. But got my wallet, got my keys. Yeah. Better being going to wrap it in case it's uh, Howard's on. Does, yeah. it, does it speak about you or more about Rumford? I think it spoke mostly about me and uh, okay. my, um, my inability to make her laugh. But Good. And, and here's the great thing. So she threw it, it hit me, and then just walked up and picked it up again. Do oh. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a trainee Jedi. <laughs> what did you do? How do you end a set after that? I, well, I just sort of shuffled off. And, and everyone's like, ooh, all right, mate, you want a dildo face? <laughs> Shut up. Can't handle a dildo, Russell. Yeah, but I was, I was uh, 18. So oh, it was wow. 20, 20 years ago. You were like, what's, what's that? Oh, my God. I remember just driving home in, in my car, oh. in my Peugeot 205, with this sort of a, you know, a dildo-shaped bruise <laughs> on my face, thinking, yeah. is it ever going to happen? <laughs> like, am, am, am I ever going to get good? Oh, um, God. But, um, well, and I now. now know what's going to happen. I'll do a gig in Sydney now after mentioning this yeah. story. And you'll get a dildo. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be a callback. Well, you, mate, you've made it now because you've got a Netflix special recalibrate, yeah. uh, recalibrate and the respite tour starts next year in July. Can't wait. LiveNation.com.au. Thank you so much, Russell. See ya. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom and Ollie. It's like talk back that talks back. Mate, you're a pig. Triple M. Ollie? Tom? Ollie. This is me? Yeah. Yesterday on the show, Tom, Hamish Blake uh, appeared on our show as a yes, guest. Yes. And I, th I believe what happened was that Andy, his co-host, yeah. learnt of that. And yeah. he called us up today and he said, guys, I must be on your show. You've yeah. had Hamish. Yeah. Get me on the show. Yeah. And so guess what? It's happening. Oh, my up God. next, Andy Lee follows Hamish Blake and joins us on the show. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions for guests, guests, guests. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions and we're so excited to invite this man back into the studio. Andy Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Nice to be back in your company, gents. Oh, um, Andy, yeah. just a quick question. Uh, radio question. You obviously were on the Hit Network, but mm. uh, are you enjoying Rock's Greatest Hits on Triple M? We're playing some older stuff. I don't miss a hit. <laughs> uh, I've kept it locked to the yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. That, that, probably that's in a promo or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it's yeah, locked yeah. on the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Locked on the rock. Yeah. Locked on the rock. That yeah. should definitely be a promo. Well done. <laughs> uh, very radio-wise. But Andy, you've been so busy. Mm. Your brand new podcast last week, episode yeah. one was released, and episode two is coming out this week. Yeah, Hamish and I like to give the guys of busyness. It's yeah. the it's the key yeah. to life. You do. It's yeah. the, the, the guise of busyness. But you know what gives it away yeah. is that you're not that busy. You're very tanned. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. that. I'm the guy, I'm the, the, the working equivalent of the guy that goes to a party for a short amount of time but gets in as many photos <laughs> yes. as possible. Yes. yes. That's what I. That's yes. what my work life 100%. is like. What a skill. When, when I'm working, I really tell everyone. Well, <laughs> every avenue of social media will know yeah. that, oh my God, he's done something today. He must be busy. Yeah. No. Everything, everything's hashtag working. Exactly. Hashtag. I'm the SAS, although they hard, they're hard workers, but I just get in and get out and make a really big song and dance. Well, actually, they're very covert. It's a bad yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the best. Now, the, the podcast is actually uh, centered heavily around special skills mm. that pe people send in. Is your skill, that your, your special skill, looking like you're doing work? Is that one of your skills, do you think? Oh, it's not special because Hamish has it as well, so it can't be just <laughs> mine. Mm. Um, good question. I haven't, with special skills, I'm not sure if anyone's listened to our pod, but um, special skills came from nowhere. We didn't realize mm. people had things. We mm. kind of put it up there and we thought people might have like their own kind of party tricks or maybe they've broken a world record or something illegitimate. But it turns out people 
really do believe in themselves in very peculiar yeah. ways. Things like, like I, I remember hearing uh, a coin being dropped and they could tell you from the sound what coin, yeah. what Aussie <laughs> coin it was. Exactly. And there was a guy that said, he worked in the deli all his life and said, if you ask me for 500 grams of any meat, yeah. incredible, I'll be able to pull it out yep. exactly to 500 yep. grams. Um, and things like that. He did. He failed. But, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but how many, nice to how many failed? I would say we're at a success rate of around about 10%. At, and that's probably being generous. Good on Aussies. But, just um, rating themselves but, highly. But then occasionally someone will just completely blow you away. We mm. had a, a, a guy nominated his dad. And he said he can say any sentence backwards immediately. Oh, my God. No way. And so we were like, okay. No way. So we will say the sentence to you. Yeah. And then he would immediately say it backwards. Then with podcasting, you can pause, you could take it to the sound guy, tell him to reverse oh. it, oh. see if it sounds the same. And it did. Brilliant. So oh my that's, God. yeah. So but as in like um, the, the sound or each word. The, so I am a dog. Would that be? He would then be going like dog I you know, yeah. you know whatever yeah, the, the, the reverse yeah. but then also starting from the back phonetically God, going, God. so if you something God you yeah, know yeah. aim or something yeah going that way but it oh. and much quicker than you and oh. I yeah. tried, to, tried yeah. to work it out he could do it immediately so occasionally we have a hero uh, amongst all the villains wow. and those That's villains incredible. are people that pretend they're good at something yeah. and they're clearly I not. would say maybe to you then Andy that your special skill mm. and maybe Hamish's as well is to create a year of radio content through other people's skills <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. although maybe there are a few podcasts out there like that as well <laughs> hey well up next Andy Lee if, if you wouldn't mind sticking around look we heard that you did a little Q&A mm -hmm. with uh, Hugh Jackman to launch his brand new sh stadium show yes, yes. Yeah, right. a Q&A a Q&A &A. very very good. Well, I we've got wish our I own had version. It, wish I had it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a Q&A uh, of our own, and it could be a Q&A of a Q&A. All oh, right, because yeah. we're going to go deep into the questions about what you did with Hugh and his Q and A. Yeah. Wow, Q and A of the Q and A. Yeah. yeah, I definitely would sit through this next rock hit for that. <laughs> it's a Q and A, Q and A with a stick around. Andy Lee's here with Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Andy Lee has joined us. Uh, the brand new podcast, season two. Yeah. You can get it podcast one or anywhere you get your podcast. New one out this week. Mm. Uh, you were out uh, interviewing Hugh Jackman yeah. when he launched his brand new stadium tour. You actually did a Q&A with Hugh. Yes. Last week, uh, Hugh asked me to go up and do the, to help me out with the Q&A for his, the stadium tour. He's launched for that yeah. um, across Australia and New Zealand. So, yeah, it was good fun. Went up there and uh, I'd... Um, Arranged a bit of a song for us to see. Well, before see. you answer any questions, Andy, no, sorry. We've, we've got, we actually got that song. We'll oh. Take a listen. Tell me, Hugh, about the show. Why the heck should we all go? Yeah, well, let's just come straight to it. Good question. What a great question that is. Can there be sound and movement and hijinks? And you can buy alcoholic drinks. That's not me, Will. That's me. As long as you're over 18. What a swell answer that is. Wow, we've we've uh, prepared all of our questions in song. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> so we thought because he did a Q and A for Hugh, yeah. let's do a Q and A about the Q and A. Because okay, great, yeah, I like this. I love Hugh Jackman and what he does, yep. but what I love more is hearing about what you do with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes. and what he does and what how I prepare for a Q and A. Correct. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's because a, what a luxury. It's okay. a Q and A, Q and A hmm. with a. Andy Lee, welcome to the Q and A, Q and A with a. Thank you, guys. We are not Tony Jones. No. Um, we are Tom and Ollie. Tom, first question for Andy? Uh, first question. Uh, were you nervous going into the Q&A? Great question, Tom, and I'm glad you asked. Um, no, not really. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I suppose there is a lot of media there, mm. and there aren't any fans. And media aren't generally the nicest people when it comes what? to a warm room. Yeah. wasn't a lot of laughs, was there? No, <laughs> no. So the nerves stemmed from like, gee, I hope people don't vehemently hate this, yeah. uh, but as soon as one giggle f amongst mm. 40 in the opening, you go, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I recall seeing you dancing on stage with Hugh at some point uh, a few years ago now. Mm -hmm. uh, when did your friendship with Hugh Jackman begin? Lovely Great question. question. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thank thanks, Ollie. Thanks for asking. And, um, <laughs> that comes from Hugh and Doveton. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> my question. It actually... Legitimately awesome story. Hamish and I were doing Gap Year, a travel show we did in 2011 where we were living in New York City. Oh. And my manager called and said, hey, or our manager, and said, hey, 
Hugh Jackman's reached out and would like to take you out for dinner because he lives in New York and he hears that you're living there. Oh my God. Is it okay if we pass on your contact details? Good. And we went, absolutely <laughs> not. Hugh, who? <laughs> Go. Hugh Jerk, who? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, so obviously we went, uh, yeah, that's uh, awesome and amazing. And so um, Hugh and his dead wife took home and out, yeah. uh, I out just to kind of welcome us to the city. And uh, we started paying pals from then on in, which oh, was oh pretty God. amazing. From and Deborah, him. as lovely as everyone claims she is, absolutely. Same, oh, same with you. I was like, I was like, what? In the since then, I've gone. Why? Why did you? Why'd you do that? You <laughs> 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 bored? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, it turns out he said, "Oh no, we'd we'd been following your careers and just thought it'd be, be yeah. nice." Nice. Like, oh, oh my God, on. that's mm. insane. We're doing a Q and A, Q and A with A. <laughs> who did a Q and A with Hugh? Mm. Uh, a. What was uh, what was your favourite question at the Q and A? Yeah, with, great question. With you. Um, my favourite question was whether his hair in the movie The Greatest Showman was real or fake. Oh, yes. Okay. And now, can we, we get the answer? Well, we don't, we don't, we don't need that. No, no, no. That's a great question, though. It's a great question. Thanks very much. Question. I have a question. Um, final question. Final question. Mm. Um, Hugh Jackman's um, body is obviously uh, moulded a lot around his roles, mm -hmm. you know, from Logan, Wolverine and all that. Yeah. Um, when you saw him at the Q&A, did you get a good look at the, the rig? How is he faring physically? Uh, he's recently turned 50 mm. and so he would admit that yep. it's, it's not a wolf. If they had to shoot a Wolverine film tomorrow, yeah. he, he would be nervous. Right. He'd require more CGI than, than, <laughs> than, 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 than usual. But having said that, it's still exquisite. Yeah. It's just not a um, superhero state. a script rewrite of uh, Logan retired. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. The Twilight yeah. Years. I, I think that's where Mick Malloy would come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Andy Lee, thank you so much for participating in the Q&A, Q&A with us. Pleasure, guys. By the way, the travel and accommodation costs, they've mm. all just been covered by you. Uh, it's your what? car, your house. No, no, Because no. that's, you know. No, no, when I did the other Q&A, <laughs> yeah. Paul Dainty did. No, it was, it was no. business class flight, Let's, actually. We'll take yeah. it off air. We'll take it off air, Andy. I'm sorry. Let's have a chat. Grab the Hamish and Andy podcast. Anywhere you grab your podcast or podcast one. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Okay, Andy, I'm... One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Oh, so nice having Andy Lee in the studio. What a nice man he is, Ollie. Lovely chap. You love him a lot, Tom. Oh, you well, claim you've got no. his phone number and you claim to be friends with him, but don't, he never don't, replies to you. Don't so bring that, He replied to me to come on the show. Don't bring that up, mate. Don't bring it up. No. Why? It's embarrassing. Okay. Well, uh, the guests keep coming, Tom. Oh, they uh, certainly do, Ollie. In half an hour's time, we've got a guy in who, because uh, we had Nick Cody on the show last night, Ollie, yep. and he said this about his mate, Luke Heggie. All right, so locals, Luke Heggie. He's, oh, actually, he's a Brisbane no, boy. He's okay. my favourite comic. He's your yeah. best mate. So we're like, okay, we need to get this guy on the show. Luke Heggie on in half an hour's time. Probably Australia's driest comedian, don't you think, Ollie? Uh, yeah, very dry guy, Tom. Uh, but tonight, one thing we haven't mentioned on the show so far is that we actually have an intern who's <laughs> yeah. joined us. Yeah, we do. Now, this man, his name is Joel. He, on Instagram, he harassed us for about a year. Yeah. He said, boys, can I come on the show? Can Official wheeling on Instagram. He, he's on the Instagram story right now at Tom and Ollie. Mm -hmm. He harassed us. He managed to get his way here, interstate, by the way. He's <laughs> travelled interstate to be here. How are you, Joel? I'm pretty good, boys. It's good to be here. Good, uh, good to have you, mate. Now, we're going to talk about how you got your, yourself here because it's actually quite a cool story, the way yep. you managed to convince us to get you here for the week, I might add. <laughs> and we're also going to put you to the test up next because our producer has gone... Joel, the intern, you are going to be our new producer. Are you ready to learn? I'm looking forward to it, man, we'll, and I'm ready. We'll Good. explain all up next. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. He's shitting himself. Yeah, he certainly is. <laughs> George Thorogood, bad to the bone with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We're those boys that have questions. Luke Heggie, Nick Cody's good mate, is joining us on the show in about half an hour's time. Uh, Tom, we, of course, love all the correspondence we get on social media. Mm. We have an Instagram and a Facebook page, uh, Tom and Ollie, it's called, mm. Ollie with a Y. And uh, we, we were getting harassed almost by <laughs> one guy uh, for about a year or so, I would yeah. say. Uh, his name was Joel, and he was pestering us to come on the show. He said, boys, can I come and meet you guys? Can I come? Uh, let's have beers. Guys, I'm a builder, but all I want to do is be your intern and get yep. your beers and get your coffees yep. and stuff. We're, of course, nice guys. And we yep. said, Joel, no. Abs absolutely not. That's definitely not. No. <laughs> we, we don't want to. We don't want to meet you. You seem lovely. Yeah. But then he went Little above stalkerish. and beyond. And he actually won us over. Now, he's here now with us. Good mm. evening, Joel. Hey, guys. Mate, you flew in uh, just today. You're committed to the cause. Um, welcome. Thanks. It's good to be here. Now, why don't you tell us what motivated you to, first of all, come and do this? 
Oh, Triple M. It's what I listen to at the job site. Uh, the music's great. The the people are great. What's, what's your job? I'm a carpenter, uh, first and foremost. Yep. Build houses. You got, um, yeah, you got a t-shirt that says uh, Young Henry's, the beer brand. I do. I do drink beers. But... <laughs> You've got a massive mustache as well. Yeah. You're a bit of a cliche in some ways. I am. I kind of look like you guys. Well, well yeah. Well, <laughs> an amalgamation. In a way, you've got some tats as well. I like that. Um, but here's what you, you did. You said, boys, can I come on the show? Tom had a mustache at the time. He was yeah. raising money for November. That's right. And you offered how much money? 500 big smackers. Mm. Of course, of course. And the catch was? What do you want for $500, though? What's the, the catch? The catch is I get to come and hang out with you boys for a week on air and just see what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> see the magic. How and we... here, here you are, mate. See the magic. <laughs> so much magic. <laughs> There's a lot of magic happening. You surprised that most people have gone home at the, at the workplace here at the station? <laughs> it's still pretty magic. Don't, uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, good, good. Well, it's all happening. Well, here's what's happened, Joel. In the meantime, our producer has quit. We had a producer. His name was Tom. He's quit. He's quit. So now it's just us. And it means that the phones are currently left unmanned. So here's what we thought we'd do. We thought we'd, we'd upgrade you. You're not just an intern, Joel. You're going to be our new producer. How does that sound? It sounds pretty good. All right. All now right. You've had a crash course in how the phones work. But what I want you to do is basically we're going to do a, a, a caller. So we're going to ask a question and get some calls on about a news topic. Okay. It's, it's a story from today about a bushwalking incident that's pretty big news. We're going to ask for calls. I reckon you jump out now. All right. And you're going to screen some calls about what happened or what went bad in the bush. Thanks, Joel. All right. See you, Joel. Hang on. I'll just play the end of the song, Ol, and then we'll come back and do the news story. Oh, sure. Great. It's bad to the bone. George Thorogood here with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Brand new producer on the phones as well tonight. It'll be fun to harass him. Good on you, Joel. Uh, Tom, have you heard this one? Here's a question for you. What went bad in the bush after uh, an elderly couple have uh, been uh, found after four days in the bush? When I say elderly, like 60 plus. They spent four nights lost in the bush. They went on Friday at about 9.30. They wanted to spend a day. They ended up, as I said, having four quite cold nights. Yeah. It got down to sub 10 degrees. But it's weird. They've described the whole saga as lovely and serene. Well, you <laughs> know, that? lovely and serene, they say. Well, tell that to the hundred or more cops that came. No. The state emergency services that rocked up, uh, volunteers, a massive effort to yeah. find them. I think a kayaker in the end found them. Um, but here's, here's a bit for you, Tom. The father was a cyclist and a paraglider. So they were quite a fit couple. Okay. The mother, you'll love this. Stand up paddleboarder. Oh, bit like I have you. said that the a bit stand, like up, you. stand up paddleboarding is the best sport of all time. So, so he, here's a question, Tom. A sup, mate. One triple three five three. Yeah. What went bad in the bush? We'd love to hear stories ah. about when you went maybe hiking, maybe you were just camping, yeah. bushwalking, whatever it was. Four wheel driving. Oh, maybe hunting, fishing. Loving every day. Oh, yeah. Getting off road. Sure. Any of those stories okay. on 13353. And you are going to be putting our new producer, Joel, to the test. He's so learnt the phones tonight. Harass him now. One triple three five three. As many calls as we can get, really, yeah. because yeah. that'll make him work hard. We'd love to hear your stories. And hopefully at the end of this, you can tell us how good Joel went as a producer. So what went bad in the bush? Give us your bush stories. One triple three five three. Call now. If you've never been on radio, this is the point. This is the time to do it. Test our new producer, Joel, with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Greta Van Fleet Highway Tune with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We have a brand new producer on the show, as our old one quit. It's uh, intern Joel, who's just a listener who uh, messages us on Instagram a lot. He said, "Boys, can I come hang out?" And we're like, "Sure, mate," but we'll put you to work. He's now working pretty hard, Tom, because the calls are coming in thick and fast on One Triple Three Five Three for what went bad in the bush. Yes. Hopefully, we get some great uh, bush whacking stories. And hopefully Joel can prove himself as a producer. You know what? Keep calling. If you've got a story about what went bad in the bush, keep calling. One triple three five three. Maybe you tried calling and he didn't answer because he was he didn't know how to use the phones. He's written uh, Vicky here, so Vicky's got a story. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it says here that her boys had a bad attitude, so that could be cool. Mm. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Hotel California Eagles. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We'll play uh, Make It Saucy after nine o'clock for your chance to win an engraved keyring. What went bad in the bush is our question, Tom, after the news story of the couple getting lost in the Victorian bushland. Uh, elderly couple, about 60 years old, getting lost for four nights. But uh, the side plot to this story is uh, a bit more radio-centric, and that is that our producer has left us. Yeah, he's quit. He, 
little Tom. Um, and so uh, we've replaced him quite quickly with an intern named Joel. Now, Joel came to us via social media and uh, he's flown in to spend a week with us. <laughs> and we've thought, you know what? The deep end is the best place to yeah, learn. Put so him to work. The intern is now a producer. Joel, um, thanks, mate. No, you're welcome, boys. You've just spent the last uh, nine minutes answering phone calls uh, about what went bad in the bush. How did it go? It was, it was pretty easy. I'm not going to lie. Oh. Well, mate, uh, you, you're very confident. Oh, okay. I, from from the outset, it looked like you did quite well. You yes. spoke to you know several callers. You've got four lined up here. Uh, we'll hear their story and we'll hear how they think you went as a producer, as a behind the scenes radio worker. So on one triple three five three, answered by Joel. Vicky, good evening. Uh, hey guys, um, actually it's Nikki, which is pretty close. <laughs> Good start. Good start. Joel, not a great start, mate. Nice. Or, or Noel, as we could call you. And what went bad in the bush, Nikki? Well, what he wrote down was about two silly boys. And of course, I am referring, of course, to uh, you guys. And Joel was very in agreement with the fact that calling people 60 plus elderly is absolutely appalling. I mean, because you guys are 14, I kind of get that. But you know what? He was 60. All oh, right, Nikki, we have had to fade you down there, mate. Look, Joel, Nikki, the first thing that, that you've brilliant. done is you've put through someone who's not even talking about the story that we want, Joel. I thought it was pretty good. Just curveball there. Yeah, curveball. <laughs> we got her name wrong, and she's having a go at us. So, you know, it's 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 funny, Joel, but uh, look after the boys on the show. That's ja- the first step. Jacob on 13353. What went bad in the bush? Sorry. Sorry, it says Jacob Foot. Is that... Hello, Jacob. Joel, why did you write Jacob Foot? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> He's not even there. He's not even there. <laughs> why did you? No, why did you write Jacob Foot as his name? I, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> You're freaking and, out. And he wasn't even there. So that's uh, a okay, couple of errors okay. already. Uh, Michael on one triple three five three. It says here you've got a naughty story. Let's just clean it up a little bit. It's uh, not naughty after nine just yet, Michael. No, correct, lads. I've got my eleven-year-old with me too. So okay, okay, okay. good. So far, so good. I've answered, and my name's correct. So okay, start. a good start. Nice. Well, what went bad yeah, in the yep. bush? Uh, mate, well, it was actually a good story in the bush, and then um, unfortunately, a few weeks later, we uh, we found out there was a piece of bark inserted in someone's backside and um, become infectious. And then uh, she then was nicknamed Barky for the rest of her life, and then do do we know no longer part of my life? In short, well, do you know oh what, how was the bark? How did the bark get into the bum? I might have been a seating arrangement at that stage. Oh, so a bit of a... Okay, very good, Michael. Brilliant, Michael. Uh, that's an interesting... So, sorry, back to Michael for a second. Oh, yeah, Michael, uh, great story for one, but how was Joel as a producer? Mate, I found him fantastic, actually. He's probably the best uh, operator I've spoken to at Triple M. Oh, oh, there you go. Wow. go. Nice. Thanks, nice stuff, Michael. Lucky um, last is Romy. Is that your name, Romy? Yeah. And nice, uh, what went bad it. in the bush, Romy? I don't actually have a story. I just wanted to call to test Joel's producer skills. Oh, oh okay. do, you, do you know Joel? No, not personally. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get to know me? <laughs> well, nice. Well done, Joel. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie, the only show you can smell through your radio. I don't use soap. Oh. Triple M. Nick Cody was on last night's show. We went, hey, who should we go see at all these comedy festivals happening around the country? He said, this man, Luke Heggie. I don't really have any friends anymore. My friends are just my wife's friends' husbands. It's a <laughs> grim lucky dip, that is. I would say, Tom, one of Australia's driest comedians. <laughs> yeah, We've good. seen him live, Love and him. we're both big fans, as is Nick Cody, as it turns out. <laughs> uh, but I reckon in the next 10 minutes, you yourself are going to become a massive fan of Luke Heggie, because he's up next. Strap yourselves in, Luke Heggie in studio with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, where you have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. When we asked Nick Cody, who came in here yesterday, about what comedians we should see, he said this. All right, so locals, Luke Heggie. He's, actually, he's a Brisbane <laughs> no, boy, he's my okay. favourite comic. He's your yeah. best mate. There is definitely a bromance going on between these two boys, and we, we said, look, Nick, we, it's dodgy, but we trust you. Let's get him on. So Luke Heggie does join us now. Good evening, Luke. G'day. Now, can you confirm or deny the the deep bromance between you and fellow comedian Nick Cody? Oh, we're good friends. I don't know. I don't particularly like the term bromance, but uh, yeah, we're we're certainly good friends. He's um, he's a good fella, Nick. I texted uh, Nick Cody before I was speaking to you, Luke Heggie, and I said, hey, any dirt on Luke Heggie uh, that we can bring up? He replied, 
Did he just? He replied. He replied. He tells everyone he's a working class builder's labourer, but speaks French and rides a fold-up bike. <laughs> well, I don't tell everyone all of that. <laughs> in one, in one well... They get one of those things. They've got to figure the rest out. <laughs> is it two truths and a lie or is it all true? You just don't know. No, that, I mean, that's all true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you speak French? Uh, my wife's French. So, yes, oh, I do. Okay. But um, I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't be accused of being fluent. But yeah. uh, I can understand what my kids are saying. Now, Luke, um, it's pretty impressive here. Um, I've just been reading. You've done, uh, you, this is your eighth live show in as many years. So, yeah. it, it's your routine these days. You, you just, you write a show and you tour it and you write a show and that's your main gig or are you a labourer as well, as Nick says? I, I'm, yeah, I'm a labourer, but I do, I do write a show and, and tour it every year. So, what's pretty your, busy. What's your split of work? How, how much comedy? How much other stuff? Oh, probably about three or four months of labouring a year mm. and about sort of six months of touring. Yep. And the rest, writing and sitting in Sydney going to pub gigs. Well, your show's all about, uh, is this true? Is it all about dickheads? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can say that word these days, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can say How progressive. Triple yeah, M yeah. night show. Man, it's loose out here. Oh, excellent. Oh, great. West. I'm going to cut loose. <laughs> so do you find uh, your dickhead inspiration from the work sites that you work on or where are you tapping into? Yeah, who's a dickhead? Uh, pretty much all over life. But yeah, builders are dickheads. Like there's, there's heaps there. <laughs> I think good, good fellas, but they're excellent uh, for a laugh. Well, you've, so. got, you've got a long list of the kinds of dickheads you, I think that you, you sort of go in on on your show. But on the work site, for example, what's a classic dickhead maybe behaviour or trope that you would call out? Oh, like setting up a power tool for something it wasn't designed for, that sort of thing. Like lunchtime, <laughs> someone will prove that they can, you know, take the top off a tin of beans in two seconds instead of five. Okay. It's, a lot of time goes into that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, it's important work. I'm reading here, if you own a circular beach towel or a set of square dinner plates, the show's not for you. Yeah, for sure. Where, where do it's, you reach those kind of conclusions? Well, it's indicative of other, other facets of your life if you're that kind of person. Yeah. So, same if you own a dog that's got a, you know, it's, you're proud of your hybrid something poodle dog. I mean, have one by all means, but don't yeah. tell me about it. Don't be proud of it. You're probably not going to like my show. Uh, well, and then uh, just on the same sort of vein, uh, yeah. Tom, you, you've worn overalls in the past and you're a fan of overalls. I've worn Luke, overalls at a music festival, Luke. Luke, Luke have you thoughts, Did you? thoughts yeah. on overalls? Yeah. Oh, man, unless you're, unless you're a mechanic or a toddler, not on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or I was going to say Mario or Luigi, but they are mechanics. Yeah. And, and they're characters for toddlers. Uh, I feel ashamed now. But they were, hard, they were hard yakka. They were hard I'm sure yakka. they were. Like, what if there's an emergency of the number two variety? <laughs> yeah, Tom. Yeah. They're not helpful for that. It actually was very difficult going to the toilet. Because at, sure. at the music festival, there's like all these drop toilets. And so it was just like, oh, God, this is annoying. I have to get on the floor and stuff. And no one said anything. None of your friends you know, did the right thing oh, before no, we you did. went there. Oh, we they did. said a lot. Tom oh, okay. just chose to ignore it. Like. <laughs> so when you go go in on uh, certain types of uh, people in society, do you ever at your shows afterwards have people come up to you and go, look, mate, I've got a circular beach towel. I'm not Nearly a every night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. People are offended by something that refers to them, basically. Yeah. They love you ripping into others. As soon as it gets around to them, nah, sorry, mate, that wasn't funny. <laughs> and do you, well, do you apologize do in vain or do you just go, whatever? No, not at all. No. I just, you apologize. You'd never say anything if you have to apologize to every <laughs> yeah. dickhead who thinks it's about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Luke, this isn't actually the first time we met. We've got a story of the first time we met. I can't actually remember this off. Right. Okay. This is which great. Is interesting. So, so can, we, can we do this up next? Yes, is that all right? Yes. All right. We're sticking it's, around. It's eight years ago. Eight years ago? Old, old oh, story. We were probably 20 years yeah. old. Catch Luke Heggie in Adelaide tonight until Saturday at the Rhino Room and soon at the Melbourne and Sydney Comedy Festivals. Head to comedyfestival.com.au and sydneycomedyfest.com.au for tickets. Luke Heggie is hanging around with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. You're with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions and we're bloody loving hanging out with Luke he Heggie who has a brand new show called Have That. You can get tickets at comedyfestival.com.au and sydneycomedyfestival.com.au. Now, Luke, you're famous for your, for your dry comedy. You, you're, you're fairly bone dry, as described. Would you agree with that? Are you the driest out there? Oh, no, I don't know. I haven't watched everyone. I'm sure there's a few <laughs> pretenders. Um, Do you pride yourself on the dryness, though? No, not really. I just don't, I just don't you know, it's just I you. don't stand on, on, on stage laughing at myself like some sort of clown. <laughs> yeah, like some sort of radio host. That's the only yeah. <laughs> You've got to laugh in radio, but you, you, you can do it in stand-up where you just don't laugh. That's good. Yeah. Now, I was just saying before, we met you, Luke, long yeah. ago. Tom and I, we were 20 years old, we yeah. were aspiring uh, 
for anything. I, I can't remember this story, by the right. way. I can't remember meeting Luke. So it was during a festival run, and we were at, uh, we'd snuck in to the festival club venue, Luke. Oh, so yeah. so we'd, uh, I don't want to give any details how we got in there, but it was dodgy. And we were 20 years old, <laughs> obviously just keen to be amongst the stars. And you, Luke, were probably, you know, a, a reasonably established comedian, even eight years oh. ago. Yeah, or for, or I would have been one year in. One year think. in. But yeah. I, mean, I think for, for us, we were like, he's done a show. This guy's so <laughs> yeah, famous. Right. Yeah. And we bowed you up and uh, we'd had a few a few beers and we were like, we're talking to a comedian called Luke Heggie. So do, do you recall that at all? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm, oh, I mean, I'd love to say I do yeah. and I could see the potential. Yeah. Oh, but um, I did not. I've met yeah. thousands of people. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's have you? Bit, you got a lot of fans. Oh, no, I don't. No, it's not fans. Don't get me. I'm not saying that. Not at all. <laughs> You just, you just meet people because it's, uh, I don't have fans. It's just in life, like, you've met my people. stupid face is on posters next to my name. That makes it easier for people yeah. to remember me. Yeah. I don't remember them. Yeah. Well, we were super chuffed. Um, uh, and speaking of being young and aspiring, I'm reading here yeah. that you're a, a former Raw comedy winner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, does that make you feel old? <laughs> is that what uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was That was sort of close to 10 years ago, but I wasn't young at the time anyway. So it's not a, okay. I wasn't young and aspiring. I was just a bucket lister. Oh, One of those right. losers. So oh. you were beating kids? Pretty much, in every way. Yeah. I went in and bashed them all backstage <laughs> to get out of my way. Beat them on stage, beat them backstage. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. That means a, a, a nice alumni of Raw Comedy winners. Is that a, a nice mantle to have started with? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I, I don't think about it much. It's a, it's a competition for amateurs. And, uh, yeah. and you won. <laughs> and you won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you're still working. Yeah, I'm still working. I'm back on the tools. So, you know, <laughs> look, how, look how far you can go with Actually, 10 years of, of that. Luke, here's, a, here's one joke that applies to the work site that I have done a few times. Oh, hang on. You, you've got a joke. I've got a joke. Right. I'm not a comedian, Luke Heggie, but he, you, right. might, you might like this. Okay. You could use it as well because it's, it's a fairly dry, it's all in the delivery. Okay. But we, Tom, Tom and I were walking past the trade site one time and I just pointed out and said loudly, look at this, look at this pack of tools. Yeah, right. Nice. But pointed at there was a pack of tools. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that people would have thought, hang on, what's he saying? It's terrible. Yeah. I can see, <laughs> so, I can see no, how you don't, you don't laugh. It's good. That'll get you. Yeah. Oh, no, it'll get you bashed. Don't you think they'll say anything? <laughs> like, there's still bullying on work sites. You do know that. Yeah, the second part of that joke is that you got to run fast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good then. Yeah. I like it. It's got some potential. Right, Can well, we leave the comedy to Luke Heggie, please? Yeah, yeah no worries, guys. Uh, you can catch Luke Heggie <laughs> in Adelaide tonight until Saturday at the Rhino Room and soon at the Melbourne and Sydney Comedy Festivals. Head to comedyfestival.com.au and sydneycomedyfest.com.au for tickets. Luke Heggie, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. So with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Tom and Ollie can be naughty boys with naughty questions. That's why the following content is rated naughty. Buckle up, kids. All ears proceed past this point at their own risk. See, kids, what time is it? She said nine o'clock. Yeah, baby. Tom and Ollie's naughty after nine. Ollie, there's nothing naughtier than the seabed floor, am I right? Oh, come on. We're trying to get naughty here, Tom. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Well, in half an hour's time, look, <laughs> naughty afternoon won't be happening in half an hour. Well, you could be right in saying the seabed is quite naughty. We don't know what's down there. I mean, <laughs> well, 80% okay, of it or, okay. or something like 80% is totally undiscovered. Yes. Very much in pitch black. Is anything sexier than an undiscovered pitch black area? <laughs> I bet it to a couple of bars that have yeah, a, I bet have you an eighty percent covered pitch black area. Then. Hashtag anything goes. <laughs> Hashtag dark room. <laughs> Leather. Uh, but no. anyway, talking to the seabed floor, we're going to speak to this guy called Dr. Jeffroy Lamarche. Right, he's running this thing called Seabed Twenty Thirty. It's a very ambitious project where they're trying to map the entire seabed floor. By, by the year 2030. So I think it's going to be an interesting chat. But if that ain't sexy enough for you, then no. don't worry, because up next we're playing a very sexy game called Make It Saucy. Yes, you with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. A Tom and Ollie content warning. Yeah, baby. Tom and Ollie's oh. Naughty After Nine. Now, Tom, tell me, why would I be listing these items? Mayonnaise, ketchup. Hollandaise sauce. Because uh, you're hungry? Because we're playing this. You can make anything sound sexy. 
make it saucy. Oh, yes, Ollie, I love this game. You're a bit slow on the saucy uptake, aren't you? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, play along because okay. things are going to get pretty saucy here. Oh, if you're not sure how this game works, uh, it requires you to basically adapt the mundane, boring things you might be doing right now mm. but and adding a bit of a, a sexual flair to it. Okay. Well, I've got a saxophone here. I might just do a test run okay. for you, Ollie. Okay. Uh, actually, before that, let's hear what we did last time. Driving my big B double around Melbourne, shifting in and out of gears. Oh. Grinding them. Oh. With the grip and the ball, um, I've been trying to yeah. produce the best possible outcome for my partner. What have you been doing in your night, Sally? I have been playing tennis. I'm just cruising around <laughs> in my Honda Integra. <laughs> It's getting really hot and overheating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant stuff. If you want to get involved, if you reckon you can make the mundane sexy, one triple three five three. I've got an idea for tonight, Ollie. Uh, I thought uh, with I'll, I'll, I'll bring the saxophone in here, mm. but we also just had Luke Heggie in here. We did very dry comedian Luke Heggie. He's isn't a he? very dry comedian, friend of Nick Cody. I thought I could read his media release in a sexy way. How about that? Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do it now. Yep. Luke Heggie has threatened to quit stand-up comedy, but after everyone he told... I, <laughs> but after everyone he told of his plans cried hard. inconsolably and clung to his ankles as he walked away, he decided that the world needs laughter, so he's back with another harsh but fair show about dickheads. Sometimes reading's harder than it looks, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but don't worry, you haven't got to read. If you call up on triple three five three, you haven't got to read. you just got to talk us through what you're doing. Jump on the phone now. Can you make the mundane sexy with Triple M's Tom and Ollie? We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's always fun to play this game. But before we get into it... A Tom and Ollie content warning. Yeah, baby. Tom and Ollie's... Oh. There's a Tom and Ollie key ring on the line. Can you make the mundane sexy in a game called... You can make anything sound sexy. Make it saucy. That's right. You've got to just take what you're doing right now and try and jazz it up with... Really, it's the voice, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it's I mean, the voice, yeah. You, you've got me covered in terms of the sexy voice. You often call me out as someone who seems unable to make things sexy. But you also turn your microphone up very loud, which is a, a trick. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, Mine wasn't turned up. Yeah. See, that's, a, see, that's dog. <laughs> All right, we've got our first player on the line. Good evening, Andrew. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, mate. So we're just going to uh, chuck some saxophone on, have a little chat, and all you need to do is try and make it as sexy as possible. All right. Perfect. Okay. Right. Oh, I'm walking home. Wow. I'm walking home, and I'm going to... Open that door and go right inside. Oh, oh really? Where I'm walking? <laughs> yeah. Where you... I'm walking? Yeah, where I'm are you walking? walking right along a train line. Oh, my God. And that train's going to drop off a big load. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, big load of what? People? Well, we'll see. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> that is, that's perfect. I've never heard the word. I have to be a bit careful because there's a lot of people riding their bikes <laughs> on here. And... Uh, no, you, you, I was going to drop something in about riding, but I just felt like I might have got a bit... No, you danced, <laughs> the, you danced the train full uh, load line very carefully. That was very good, Andrew. Thank you very much. Riley is our next contestant on three five three for Make It Saucy. You're a bit of a saucy girl, Riley? Um, I like to think I am. <laughs> well, well, we'll find out. This All game right. is the perfect test. Let's have a go. You're up okay. to... You're, you're playing for a Tom and Ollie engraved key ring. I'll, I'll take it away. Here we go. Okay. Well, right now, Tom and Ollie, I'm setting up my bed, and oh. I've got a big screwdriver oh. in my hand. Oh. Oh. Wow. What are you going to do with the screwdriver, <laughs> Riley? I'm going to stick it in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. The, me the metaphor of the wood was nice, but you don't want to stick anything in in the wood. But very good, very well, good, Riley. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I am screwing it into the wooden planks. You know what I mean? <gasps> yeah, yeah, no, we get no, it. No, we yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it also sounds like you're ruining someone's penis. Very, That's the issue. very well done, Riley. Well done. And lucky last, we have got Ben. Uh, ben, good evening. 
Hey, boys, how are we going? Good, Good. mate. Save that energy, though. You're very excited. <laughs> yeah. Save the energy and put it into the most sexual kind of sound you can, and Tom's going to take Ooh, it away with all the right. sax. Here comes the saxophone. Oh, boys, well, I'm driving my car, hands-free. Yeah, just using my feet. Um, cruising down the highway. Just along the smoothest road you could imagine. So smooth. <laughs> yeah, just try yeah, and make it. Here, oh, a bit of acceleration, a bit of acceleration. Ah, <laughs> oh, No, lots of oh, detail. <laughs> Sorry, mate, lots of detail, but just nothing sexy about that voice. So we have to let you go. Oh, what? <laughs> there was nothing sexy there, mate. Well done. Uh, I think we have to give the key ring to Riley, don't you think, Ollie? Riley, very good. <laughs> well done. Very sexy. Let's get it back on the phone. And, well um, well done, Riley. You with Triple Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Tom and Ollie, they've still got a lot to learn. You've just broken the law. You've broken the law. And you've just told the radio that you've broken the law. Nah. Yep. Triple M. Ollie, I don't know if you know this, but I come from a long line of seamen. Whoa. My grandfather was actually on the Discovery 2 that was in Antarctica, discovering parts of Antarctica. My dad is a sailor himself. Is this true? I don't know if you're pulling my leg. I am not pulling your leg at all. So if you're going to ask someone about the sea, come to me. However... (laughs) However, I've been doing some reading, Ollie, and apparently we only know about 18% of the ocean floor. Did you know that? Okay. The the rest of it remains unmapped. Is this thanks to your family that we know this stuff? (laughs) Well, quite possibly. No, they were more on land expeditions. So what I want to do is up next, I've got Dr. Geoffroy LaMarche, who is running this thing called called Seabed 2030, and he wants... He's got a very ambitious project. He wants to map the entire seabed floor by 2030. Stick around. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Now, Ollie, in 2005, right, there was a US nuclear submarine. It actually ran into something. And now it ran into something because a lot of the seabed floor is unknown. So much so that even the US, uh, the US Navy doesn't even know some of the ocean bed. Which it's, is incredible. It's all stuff. very strange stuff, Tom. Uh, and you're not a science guy, but no, you found no. this. You found this study or this research, and it took you by. Uh, I, I guess it took you by surprise, and you're intrigued by it. Yes. So we've hunted down the man who is behind what we're calling, or he's calling, Seabed 2030, a project that aims to map the seabed by that year. And his name is uh, Dr. Jeffroy Lamarch. Good evening, okay. Jeffroy Lamarch. Good evening. How are you? Good Am I saying your name right, Jeffroy? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. We're, we're spot on, yeah. Brilliant. Well, you're, you're a Parisian originally uh, in France, but you're now in New Zealand, and you're actually at a conference right now for Seabed 2030. So you've, you've ducked away to have a chat to us. Yes, we, we, it's actually not really a conference. It's not a workshop. With, I mean, it's a little bit of semantic behind the word, but it's a workshop, meaning we're really looking at having a small number of people. We're only about 45 to uh, 50 people at the mic just discussing the issues and ways to answer the main problems and uh, difficulties to to go over the project of the Seabed 2030. So yeah. it's a big commitment, yeah. Totally. Dr. Jeffroy, 18% of the ocean floor has been mapped. Only 9% has been mapped using high-resolution technology. Why do we want to know more about the ocean bed? Why do we want to map the entire ocean bed by 2030? Well, there's a variety of reasons. And the main one that comes up is safety of navigation. But the other reason is uh, modeling of natural hazards. So if we want to understand better the potential impact of, say, tsunami or earthquakes or sea level rise or current movements, okay. we need to have a very good idea of the shape of the seafloor. Okay. And we have a better idea what we've got now. I think me, like most people, I've never thought about the seabed and it being mapped. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess I have thought that because we have people like Elon Musk flying to space, I've kind of assumed that the seabed would just, we just would know it. We'd already have been across this kind of thing. But obviously we haven't. And why hasn't it been done yet? It's very, very hard to do. So it is actually quite hard, but it's not only hard, but it's, it's actually not that hard. The technology is there. It's very slow okay. and it's very expensive. And the big, the main reason, and what the reason why we know the surface of the planet better than we know the surface of the, the ocean, that we use electromagnetic waves to map the planet, okay. i.e. we use light and we use sounds okay. to map the seafloor. And sounds is very slow. Sounds only move 1,500 meters per second. It's very slow and it's dispersed in the water. It's full of inaccuracy, depending on the water salinity, depending on the water temperature and so it's very expensive essentially it's because it's slow and expensive 
Right. right. And so how the hell are you going to be able to do this by 2030? What, what are some of the plans that you got? So that's the massive um, okay. challenge. Yeah. And we will not be... We will not do it on our own. We need the entire communities and the pure We need the entire communities behind us. So we need the industry to join us. We need the research community to join us. We need the government and public goods to to support us. We need um, Navy to support us. And that's, we've got representative of all those uh, communities today at, the, at this workshop. And they all understand the importance of mapping the seabed. There will be essentially three ways to map the, the to f- complete our objective. The first one is to get all the data that already exists, and there's a lot of data that exists, but people don't think about giving it to us. They've mapped the seafloor, but yeah. they kept it for this project and they never gave it to us. Mm-hmm. The second one is to have a new um, expedition, but that costs a lot of money, but yeah. we will manage. And the third one is to do what we call crowdsourcing. So have every single vessel that go on the water, whether they be cargo vessel, whether they be cruise ship or fishery vessel, to have a small uh, echo sounder and, and provide data to us. Oh. And that's called crowdsourcing. And that would be the most efficient one. Dr. Jeffrey okay. Lamarche, thank you so much for taking the time out and ducking out a, v- a very important conference or, or workshop. Get back in there, mate. Plan how we're going to find out, find the whole seabed by 2030. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Triple M rock science. <laughs> With Tom and Ollie. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Oh, Tom, it's getting late. Uh, about to head out of here, buddy. Yes, but um, yes. I just thought I'd Thank ask. God. <laughs> no, I love this show so you, much. You love this show. I actually love it. Uh, I would want to ask you, we've had a huge show full of guests, right? Yeah, we had uh, Russell Howard, uh, UK comedian. We had Andy Lee in here. We had a professor on, Luke Heggie, a dry Australian comedian. And then we just spoke to Dr. Jeffroy Lamarche from Seabed 2030. I wanted to ask you, in, in light of that, of all those guests, yeah. comedians and, and Dr. Jeffrey Lamarche about yeah. the Seabed, who was your favourite guest? Oh, that is a good question, Ollie. Because the, the recency effect would suggest that people often answer and say the most recent thing that happened to them. <laughs> so that would suggest that you would say Jeffrey Lamarche. It's Jeff Roy. Thank you very much. <laughs> sorry, Jeff Roy. I'm sorry yes. if you're still listening about the Seabed. Who was your yeah. favourite guest? Who was my favourite guest? Um, this is a really fun game. Doesn't. Just probably one word Russell, answer. Russell Howard was fun. He's from the UK, so he's probably not listening to this now. International feel? International feel, yeah. Luke Heggie, fun, but very dry. Very dry? Very dry. Short answers. I loved Professor Rebecca Mitchell. We all know you've got a crush on Andy Lee. Just uh, tell everyone. You've got his phone number. You texted him once. He didn't reply. He's just very talented. He sure is. What a show. <laughs> Tom and Ollie, Triple M. That was Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Catch up on the show by downloading the Triple M app. And if you like it, share it with your mates. For more Tom and Ollie, hit the boys up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tom and Ollie.